0: Welcome to Conversation Age. we have been amazing, not just a presenter, not just a content creator, not just a comedian, but she's been on RawSounds.tv, she's been on Made in Birmingham, she's been on Articulate, and now she's a radio presenter on Premier Gospel, Drive Time. No. Not Drive Time?
1: It used to be Drive Time. Was it now? It's one after Drive Time. What's that so one? like, slow drive home time.
0: She's on the slow drive, home time (laughs) radio show. (laughs) 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 It's got a lot of words. We know what we're talking about. The amazing Cassandra Mouya. Hi. How you doing? Good. So, for those who don't know who you are, you're smiling and (laughs) there's a lot of teeth going on there. No, no, it's just fruity. Yeah, let, 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 let anyway. I Actually, you know, I feel
1: like
0: Barbie.
1: What? <laughs> Stop <all> that. <laughs> Too much, smiling.
0: I forgot to say she's she's from Bromtown.
1: Oh yeah, oh one two one. Oh one
0: two one. You get me. Anyway. So, <laughs> so for those who don't know who you are, just give them a brief explanation of who is
1: Cassandra. Well, uh I'm Cassandra. I do comedy. I do presenting. I do content creating. I am um, a Libra. Jeez. You just really Not that it. I care about any of that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Libra, you know.
1: I'm a Libra. Um, I have eyes. You know what it is? Because I saw the other day there was someone that tweeted and they said, try to describe who you are without saying the job title. So I've been trying to think oh, of how okay. to do that. Yeah, and I yeah, don't yeah. know what I would actually say about myself. When someone says, who are you? And you give like, yeah yeah yeah, titles, steps. Yeah, yeah 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 Which is what I do. But who are you outside of that?
0: So you went straight to Libra? I don't know. I
1: <laughs> I've been trying to do it in my life. I don't know. But yeah, that is who I am, basically. because I do, I do comedy. Christian, obviously. That's why I'm here. Because this is a Christian show. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny.
0: I'm Christian, obviously. Yeah. Just making sure you Just know. Just making sure you know that
1: sure sure I know. Because you know. <laughs> I work at a gospel station. If I didn't, it would be a bit mad if I was, like, a Muslim atheist. But stuff. we'll talk
0: about that because you got some backlash.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I saw you tweet about it.
1: I did get some backlash. Yeah, I did.
0: Forget them people anyway. So, Cassandra, <laughs> when and why did you become Christian?
1: Um, wow, well, I've kind of always been a Christian. OK. I was one of them people that were born into it. Oh,
0: wow.
1: um, my mom and my dad were Christians. Mm. Um, I didn't start taking it seriously until I was like 20. Okay. Because through all my teenage years, I just didn't... You just really want to enjoy life, and you want to enjoy life. And you feel like, like Christianity
0: might hold you back. Yeah, a little. <laughs>
1: and I wanted to go <laughs> drinking. I wanted to go Malia down. when I was 20. And I was like, God, Malia. I don't know. Malia is right. a race, though. Yeah, nice. and I thought, this is... I, it just wasn't in my head. I it that. really wasn't. And when I got to 20, I felt a pull. And so... Yeah, I don't know where it came from. I just felt like this pool that I need to start going to church. And I remember I put it on a Facebook status, and I said, I really want to get baptised. And I had a friend who Mm. used to go to church. And he was like, oh, my dad's a pastor. You should come to my church. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that your dad was a pastor. (laughs) I knew him for like three, four years at this time. And I was like, you never told me your dad was a pastor. And he was like, because you never showed interest. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll come to your church. So I started going to his church, and then um, that was it. I just felt appalled to it. I don't know. I couldn't describe it. I used to go drinking and I'd feel really bad. I had a boyfriend at the time would do certain things. i yeah. feel really bad. I'd be like, oh, this is uh, that terrible. Conviction. i will be like, uh, why? Like, I just want to enjoy my life. and God, you're just stepping right now. Like, I'm 20. Like Couldn't have come when I was 40 now. Nah, but it's cool. Okay. Still got so much to do. Still got so much to do. <laughs> but that was, now I know that's obviously the wrong going to look at it. Because God just <laughs> said... He went trying to things. hold you back. So he wasn't trying to hold me back. Mm-hmm. He was trying to save me, because if I had stayed on that path, then he knows what my what life would have been? now. And um, so that was it, really. I just felt this pull. And I felt like this is what I want to do with my life now. So I decided to do it.
0: Mm. So when you was a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? An actress. Swear. Yeah. That was it. That's
1: yeah. No, you know what? He, I just, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. I just really loved performing and i loved writing i used to write a lot of short stories i used to write poetry hold on how old was when you
0: started writing short stories and poetry
1: really young
0: i was talking like single digits
1: like nine yeah i was like eight or nine yeah i was like in my room back home i've got like a little notebook thing of like all my short stories i read them the other day and i was like what the hell is this like i am i talking about some princess called celeste who gets saved by some guy and. Oh, Shout happens. out to
0: Princess Celeste. Princess you get me? Princess Celeste! She oh, was
1: hey, a bad <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I used to do all of that and I yeah. used to just be really creative. I used to draw. Okay. I'm a I'm writer art. And so, yeah, I just loved creating. I loved acting. I used to make up my own little plays.
0: So you've been out here in these content creating streets from. From, from,
1: Did <laughs> I mean, like, from when I was literally about five or six years old. Um, yeah, I used to go to like a little drama school at the Mac. Oh, nice! Yeah, 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 yeah. But my, I remember my family came to watch me, and this is why I didn't pursue acting because oh. my family came to watch me once. My nan, my granddad, everybody, and I was terrible. I was really bad. I didn't really do much. I just kind of stood there, forgot my lines, and they're like, "Cass, we don't feel like acting is for you." That and was, I was that like, was the... okay. <laughs> I just won't. Pursue. And then that stuck in my head for years. I was like, I'm not a good actress because when I was eight. My family's told I'm not. Ah. So it just that's why I didn't really pursue it up until like... Well, I still don't really pursue it, I do comedy, but I didn't really do anything crazy because I just thought I'm not. Nah, I'd be still
0: so acting now, though, because you're, you're, you're doing the stories and I'm, I'm seeing what you're writing and you get me, you're doing stuff. Doing stuff. So don't be like, I'm not acting because you're actually acting.
1: It's all an act. I'm really, really sad at the moment. Um, this is what I'm joking about. <laughs> no, yeah, it is a form of acting because obviously you write sketches. Yeah. Um, and if you like, I just did a short film. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. so you do act. Yeah, you do. But I'm not acting in the sense of I don't have an agent. I'm not going to like castings. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. not.
0: But you're creating your own stuff. I'm so still my acting? own stuff
1: to act in my own stuff.
0: So you still acting? You?
1: It is, yeah. Mad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're crazy. So what's your funniest memory, like growing up in your household?
1: You know, I've thought about this. Um, I don't really have a funniest memory. Because, just bare funny memories. Yeah, because. My family are quite funny. Okay. And they're, we're quite big. So I've got seven siblings, five sisters, and two brothers. And we've all got different personalities. I was never the funny one. I was the nerd, <laughs> to be fair. So when I started doing comedy, they were like, yeah, but cash you're not you're funny. Not, you're not that one. You're not that one. It's that sister. <laughs> so why are you doing it? So I'm just, there's a lot. And I can't really pinpoint one because. We just get joke all the time. God, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we all, when I, when I used to be back home, we would be up every Wednesday just to chill, every Sunday, because it's Sunday, like. Vibes. Yeah. So, I don't have one memory that sticks out. It's
0: just It's funny
1: just constant. Old. It's constant yeah. funny. A constant fun time.
0: So, where are you? Like, if there's seven of you, are you like the oldest, the youngest, the middle? No.
1: I'm like. I've got four older sisters and two younger brothers and one younger sister. So I'm like a middle-ish. So child. you're middle-ish. But there's a lot of middle children. <laughs> like, it's not like there's there's one. Like... There's like one, one in the middle. It's like <laughs> there's a whole heap of middle. So I'm in the I'm in the mix. One of the um, accidental ones. Oh. Yeah. Life in it. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> like, it's just. It's just, just... <laughs> yeah.
0: And you know that as well.
1: I know I was in the States, of course. <laughs> you thought my wanted to have eight children. She wants to have eight children. Like, that is people who want to want eight yeah. children. She know. wanted, what my mom did was because she had a girl and she had a couple more girls. And she was like, you know what? I really want a boy. Uh, that's what She kept always trying happens. for a boy and she just kept getting girls. And she had a boy and she miscarried. So she tried again uh, and she got another girl. And I was the one before the boy. So I feel like she got the boy and she thought you know what he needs a brother and she tried again and another girl came out and she thought i'm gonna try one more time Let's get this little brother. and another boy came out and she was like all right i'm done now that's it finished so yeah accidental kid man in the mix
0: good so how did you kind of get into like comedy comedic writing comedic content what kind of started that process
1: um i had a friend to be fair that forced me to do it <laughs> like i didn't want to do anything like that, but he does comedy and stuff. And so he said to me, oh, you should do videos as well. And he said, film your first videos, and I'll edit them for you. And so I said, "Okay, cool. So I took some of my tweets, because I used to tweet a lot. And Well, he took them, to be fair. He picked out three tweets. And he said, film these ones as video content. So I did. And edited them, and I posted them. And he was like, right, you do it now. And I did, I just started to do it myself. I just started filming stuff, editing, because I could already edit from uni, to I did journalism.
0: Okay. And I learned how
1: to edit. And then that was it. I started doing sketches because I saw some girl in America called Jasmine, mm. and she was really funny. And she used to play both characters. So she played that one, she played that yeah. one. And I thought, that looks, I could do that. I could do that. That yeah, seems yeah, yeah. really simple. I could just play that and play that one. So I started to do that and then, that was it. I just kind of fell into it. I was well, forced into it and then I just continued it because I of liked it. it. Yeah, I enjoyed making people laugh and I thought, yeah, this, is, this makes me feel good and people feel good and that was it.
0: So when was the moment that you was like, you know what?
1: My comedy actually bangs, you know? When was that moment? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. When I would watch back my own videos and I would laugh. That's me, right? Like, That's what I was like. Oh, all right, you know. <laughs> I was like, kind of funny. Like, this is good. <laughs> or when like people would tell me, and they'd be like, that video that you did was really funny. It really made me laugh. Yeah. And when I started to get videos get shared in places, so like, um, I think the first video that got shared was one to do with Love Island, and I did a voiceover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was called Roadman Jack series, yeah, use, and that got uh, shared use, everywhere. Uh, use, uh, yeah, because it was use, just use... enjoyable to do, and it took it was quick, and people started to share it, and people were like, yeah, this is really good. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, I feel like this might be my lane. I might I might be a funny person, because like I said, I didn't grow up <laughs> being grow the funny be... one. So for me, I just kind of fell into it, and I started doing it, and everyone was like, you're, huh? you're doing comedy? Why are you doing comedy? Even people in college, because I was quite quiet, and people would be like, I thought you were really quiet, but then I've been on your Instagram and you're not. And I was like, well, in my head, I'm not. <laughs> you're, you're,
0: you're just actually living these two different
1: lives. Yeah, I'm like a...
0: Uh, you're like a chameleon, you get me? You're yeah,
1: like... like, I didn't... Yeah, yeah.
0: Because your family is the same.
1: In my head, though, I've always been who I am. You've but always... I guess to the outside world, you're just a different person. You don't know how the people see you. So in my head, I've always been me, but obviously and is on my page is in my head. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I look at that, I'm like, yeah, no, that's me. But other people that don't see me like that, would obviously look at that and think, well, that's not real, that's fake. They're like,
0: where did that come from?
1: Where did that come from? But in my head, I'm like, no, that's always been, I've always created stuff. Mm. I've always- From
0: things. when you was but young. We discussed
1: this already from when I was a child. See so, yeah,
0: how we brought it back?
1: You know what I mean? Good memory, I know. Yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah. So when did your family go you like, you know what, you're actually funny.
1: When did they accept that I was a funny person? That you're a funny person. <laughs> I think, I actually remember the video that my sister watched and she was like, you're actually really funny. It was one to do with Halloween like two years ago and she watched it and she was like, this really made me laugh. And I was like, oh, thanks. I'll be doing videos for like a year at this point. And so, yeah, that was when I realized that my family thought I was funny. And I was like, cool. And when they started to encourage me as well, Got it, yeah. so they started to say, yeah, when I start to kind of fall off, they're the ones to say to me, Cass, why did you stopped posting? Or oh, you haven't posted comedy for a while. Or my little brother's like, on it, he's like, if you can't just stop now. Like you've got this- mentality. You gotta be consistent. You <laughs> gotta be consistent. Like. And I'm like, but It's longer. long? And he's like, no, like you, you can't just stop. Like that's just dead. You've come that far, You're just got to stop. And I'm like, yeah, nah, you're right. So they, when they say things like that, I know that they believe in what I do. Mm and they enjoy it because if they didn't they'd be like all right can i stop now like, this is embarrassing us like, can you not like why are you carrying on we don't enjoy this at all but yeah when they started to like push me that's when i realized they like it
0: i don't know what it is about this younger generation but especially when they're like you know brothers or cousins of you and they see you doing something that's content wise they're like yo you can't stop now you know you gotta yeah. be consistent because." a smalls and d's man and do, 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 they're putting out this cut you need to be on what's that
1: big man please I mean, I to oh,
0: okay. no it's gotta be consistent because if you drop off now just like,
1: please it's good though because it is it's encouraging mm-hmm. and for me because obviously i do a lot of what i do just on my own yeah. and i live by myself and my friends uh don't really do that for me yeah, in yeah, that yeah. sense so yeah. having like people that do just push you along, because you need it sometimes. Sometimes Mm. you do just want to sleep. Like, you just want to sleep. I've been sleeping for the past eight months. You know what I mean? I've barely (laughs) done anything to (laughs) be fair. So having people that push you when you're feeling low or when you feel like, I just can't be bothered, or what's the point, Mm. I get that quite a lot, because you watch people go past you, and you think, I've been doing this for this long, and I'm still here, or I've been doing this for this long, and I'm not where I want to be. So having people that just push you, keeping you consistent, helps it.
0: do you feel the pressure of having to like consistently upload and have a video ready and do you feel that pressure
1: i I did i think i've come on leaps and bounds with my instagram journey when i first started because i wasn't really trying to get anywhere i just started to do it i didn't really think about money I didn't think about any of that yeah, yeah. so then I didn't feel the pressure because then I would just post as and when when I started to properly get into it and I started to get brand deals and I started to get like opportunities and this and that and it started to grow I was like oh no I have, I have to post all the time then it became like stress and wow. I'd get proper like down if I would lose followers I'd really get, yeah like I would be crushed if like I lost like 50 followers I'd be like oh what did i do and then i wouldn't want to post but then i feel like i have to post to not lose followers and it became like a pressure Mm. to even create content that isn't really you because you're seeing what works for other people and you're thinking okay i'll do that wow you see people do mad stuff like run across tables and that and you think do i have to do that and you think do i do that but you're thinking that's not you and it's just, you get all these kinds of thoughts in your head. Do you conform? Do you just do what you've got to do and then stop complaining? Or do you just stick to who you are and do it that way? Hmm. And it is a pressure. All of that is a pressure. Um, but I think this year, because of everything that's been going on and my personal life and having people leave and having people come in, I've just kind of sat back and I thought, what do I actually want to do with this? What's the point? Who am I? What do I want to put out? What am I trying to save my work? And now I don't feel the pressure. Like if I lose followers, it is what it is yeah but at the same time i do still feel driven to build it because i know where i'm going with it now do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean um but i don't feel like a pressure to post it's more enjoyable now like i like to post even if it doesn't get that much views i'm like yeah but i still like what i do so yeah um i don't feel the pressure anymore or as stressed as what i used to
0: so what's the big vision for what you're doing at the moment
1: You know, I'm going to tell people your visions. People turn your downfall. No, 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 speak it out. No, let them know. Gosh. But the big vision at the moment is to just build what I'm doing, to just build the platform because I have other things that I want off of the platform. So I don't want to just strictly be an online person. Mm. Um, I don't really want to be in the public eye, to be fair. That's not my end goal.
0: Oh, so you're trying to be in the background?
1: Kind of, yeah. Like, my end goal is not, To be like this forever. I've got other things that, but I know that to get to that thing, I need to to build up up this this platform. This is like level one. I just need to get this to where it needs to get to, and then I can start on the stage two. Then I can go to stage three. Then I can retire. That's really the goal. So just sit in my house. You know what I mean? Just chill with my kids and that. It's relax. In Spain. Spain. Yeah. Why Spain? Why not? Where in Spain? Don't know. Somewhere with a beach. Barcelona'd Barcelona. Be nice, Barcelona. I've been there quite a few times. So right, it's yeah, busy. it's a nice place, man. But now nah, you're yeah, the, the only. <laughs> I was actually gonna go this year, about two months ago, uh, but everyone was like, "Gosh, you can't go. It's coronavirus." I was like, "Yeah, but."
0: And the flight was it's like ten pounds. The flight was well. literally
1: was thirty-six pounds to get there and back, and I thought to myself, thirty-six pounds, and you, I'm okay living in the slums. I would stay in a hostel for ten pound a night. That's what, like £100 to go to Barcelona for a week.
0: As long as you're in Barcelona. As long as you're in
1: Barcelona. <laughs> like, who <you laughs> cares where no, I sleep? no one's going to know. <laughs> I hear you like that, where everyone's like, cash yes, you can't go because of Corona. You're going to have to quarantine. And I was like, I hear that, but... Barcelona? It's Barcelona, <laughs> <laughs> for a week, at the end of August. But I didn't go in the end. Um had more sense.
0: But that's the plan, to retire and move kids. The Barcelona. plan
1: is the end, end, end goal, yeah. yeah. So just sit back and... I want, to be fair, um, yeah that is the plan but to have obviously
0: things that just just that, coming in yeah, just residual
1: residual income that obviously comes in from you don't really have to do much to get it one post not even i don't even want yeah the, like the internet yeah but like not stuff that even is living online you oh I mean? okay
0: so you're like let me act in this thing not mm. even that not even because enough. when
1: you have a brand online when you have a social media presence you can do a lot with it and i think people may sometimes underestimate it like if you want to start a business and you've already got an audience you start that business it's more than likely going to be a success straight away because you've already got those people, many people like you so whatever you do they're going to buy into it because they're like oh i like her what is she doing do you mm-hmm. know what i mean This thing don't even have to be that good but you've got people <laughs> that like you so You'd see all the time with like Love Islanders and you see them start these clothing brands and these dead tan things and you're thinking, it's not even even that good, I bet. Or they do like YouTube and they're dry. You're thinking, how? It's because people are just bought into them and that's it. And so that's the plan to get to that level where you just have people that love what you do. And then I can start stuff where it's like, they already will be invested. Because I've love, already provided them with some joy.
0: Because they love you.
1: Because they love me and what I do. And it just works in turn. Like, if I I enjoy making people feel good as well with my work. So it's mm-hmm. like a... There's no, yeah, you give and you get back and your heart feels great and all that kind of malarkey.
0: So, you're a writer as well as a creator,
1: mm-hmm. as
0: we, we've known from when you was young. You get me? Liquid, you seem
1: to remember that quite liquid,
0: well. I have <laughs> to bring it back You get me. Liquid, <laughs> Because in my head, <laughs> I'm trying to, you know what it is I can't get past? And that's why I kept bringing it up. Because I'm thinking, your creativity at that age to even write, forget think, everyone was thinking certain. I, I thought, so,
1: yeah. I wanted,
0: you're funny. you don't
1: know <laughs> at the age of six. I mean, if you're not- But
0: people are thinking then. like creating stuff like, so you make up imaginary friends. I wanted to be called David Tree when I was younger. Don't ask me why. Because I was tall and trees are tall.
1: Right.
0: And David come from.
1: No, no, carry on. I'm very interested.
0: David come from. There was a goalkeeper called David James, black right. guy, and obviously I was a goalkeeper at the time, so I'll put David and Tree together because I was the one to be like that black goalkeeper, and I was tall. So anyway, as I was saying, back when you that young. <laughs> My story. <laughs> <like the> most <laughs>
1: most random. Okay. But yeah. I'm
0: showing sure you like the creativity that you have when you that age, just thinking stuff out. But you actually wrote for stuff down. Like, oh yeah, let me create this. Then you
1: mm-hmm.
0: wrote out like things like parts for different people, princess, cel- Celeste, Celeste, that, You get know I me? Mean? Yeah. Like you actually done that. So to do that and continue to be doing that now, because some people do that and they're just like, oh yeah, let me just work a nine to five. No, I did do top. that
1: though. I didn't. This isn't like a continuous journey. Oh, like, so this. I- started to do all this creative stuff and then i kind of stopped and i went to uni and i studied journalism Mm. and media which Mm. isn't creative at all to be fair i just did it because i didn't know what to do with all this creative stuff i didn't know how to make a living from it because back then i didn't really think all this was feasible so i got to uni and i was like right i've just got a levels in english literature drama and art and i thought Journalism. What is the career with this stuff? Like, what am I going to be with English? Lit? Like, what is that? Oh, so I'm not going to be Picasso. And I thought acting, I just thought, that's written off. Because like I said, I did oh, that. You, so that was it. it. And then mm. I heard someone say to me how they're studying journalism at uni. And I was like, that sounds good. I'll do that. So I did it. It was dead. I hated it. Um, but I got out and I started to work for a newspaper. Mm. Nine to five. In Derby. Um, doing video production. And then... Yeah, that's when I started my own stuff when I was like 25. And then, yeah, so I did fall off of it. It wasn't like a consistent thing. I did go through that phase of, I just forgot about all of that. But then I kind of came back as I got older.
0: So what would you say is the hardest thing you've had to deal with being a creative? Would you say it was the fall off or was there something else we had to deal with and you thought, you know what? Do I really want to carry on doing this? And then how did you kind of overcome that?
1: The hardest thing? I think one of the hard things to deal with when you are a creative is to remember that this is a job mm. that what, cause a lot of creatives we're quite floaty and we're like, yeah, I feel, if I feel like creating, then I will, I will just create. Mm. Or if I don't feel like it, then I won't, I won't. But it is a job at the end of the day. If you are creating stuff, it is a job. If you really want to get paid and you really want to take it seriously, you just have to keep doing it no matter what you feel and mastering that. Um, and keeping my feelings out of it, I'd say that is quite difficult because sometimes you really are going through some stuff and you don't want to do anything. You <laughs> like, You just don't <laughs> want to. It's as simple as that. But then you have to think, a nurse that has her job, she doesn't want to go to work sometimes, but that's her job. So mm-hmm. she just has to get herself up and go. Yeah, yeah. Like She doesn't have the choice to say, well, I just don't feel like it today. That's just, I'm just going to stay in my bed. So I think mastering that, that, yes, it is, you know, Comes from how you feel and all of that. But it is a job at the end of the day. And if you really want to make it somewhere, you do have to treat it like a job. If you don't feel like it, you still show up. If you do feel like it, you do show up and you just be consistent in that sense. So that's one thing um, I would say has been quite a thing to master. That comes, however, I'd say I've come up with that from pray. (laughs) Just like doing things outside of everything that Mm. make me happy um and keeping the people around me that make me happy how
0: important is that
1: though keeping people around very important that's everything mm. yeah like everything i think if you've got the right people around you you can do a majority of different things obviously everything at the end of the day is to do with yourself in your own mind so mm. sometimes you're so dark into a place it doesn't really matter because you just you're just there but having the right people around you having people that like i said earlier my family they push me, having people that will just talk about random stuff just to get the stress out, having people that just love you for who you are, just having people that are there, very important, having people that inspire you to go higher, people that have passed where you are and you look at their life and you think that's what I want it to be like, because it rubs off on, do you know what I mean, their mentality, they're talking, they're like yeah man, your work ethic is way past what mine is and I want yeah. mine to be where yours is so having people that just inspire you in different ways reminds you that give a great person yeah but then at the same time you can't rely on that either yeah You don't yeah, get yeah. it's got to be yeah yeah you have to just even if those people was all just to leave you tomorrow you have to really say nah but I'm still a G still, <laughs> I still a still got this like whoever's here or whoever ain't but it's just easier when people are there mm.
0: so Did you always kind of want to be, as you got older, you said you did journalism, but you said, but now you started to do presenting Mm. and radio, online content, TV. Was that a road you always wanted to go down in terms of, or did it kind of, it just happened and you just.
1: No, I think a part of me always, at one point I really wanted to be a presenter. Um, Now I don't. I am a presenter. But present- <laughs> don't fire me. <laughs> My boss probably watching. He's like, oh, oh, so you don't. All oh, right, well, your three shows gone. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I do love what I do, but no, I think presenting for Premier Gospel, I see is different because I also see it as ministry. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just me presenting. I don't like presenting in the sense of um, just talking to people about when's your next album coming out, or I don't like any of that. I find that really dead and I couldn't live in that world. I dislike that so much. Yeah, like that is for some people. And there are some people that love that. They love finding out that kind of stuff and they they love it. But for me, I couldn't, I just wouldn't be, I just can't, I just don't care. Like I just, I just don't care when your album's covered out. I'll see it when I see it, you know what I mean? I'll watch that person's (laughs) interview and they'll let me know. But it's like, yeah, so presenting, yeah, I think, I do like presenting and if I do, if people ask me to hold stuff or if people say, can you present this? I'll be like, yeah, sure. But it's not something that I'm like,
0: me... seeking to do Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: in that sense. But I enjoy it, but it's not something I'm pushing for. I'm more pushing for like to create my own stuff, mm. to do comedy, to do stand-up, yeah. to do like, that side of things and then people want you to present because of who you are, not so much because you're a presenter, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. So how did the premier gospel job essentially come about?
1: Um, I sent them a message on Twitter.
0: You just said, hey, listen.
1: No, I literally just messaged I was, <laughs> I, was I was I used to work for another radio session back home in yeah. Birmingham. Um, but I didn't I wasn't enjoying it. Um, and they knew I wasn't enjoying it. And so I was sat there one day and I was like, you know what I would really love to work, primarily the gospel. So I got into my Twitter and I just sent them a message and I said, Hi, my name's Cassandra. Um, I really wanna work for your station. How do I go about doing that? And then lo and behold, someone replied. And I was like, okay, Which is mad now, because now that I work there, I know that no one replies to nothing. So the fact that someone Someone did actually, the guy that actually replied said to me all the time, he's like, you know what, I got you in here because I replied to your message. Everyone was ignoring it and I didn't. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. I said, thanks, like eight months ago. (laughs) Are you really up? (laughs) Sheesh. (laughs) What do you want me to buy you, like a medal? But Uh, yeah, now I literally sent a message. I just woke up and I said, that's where I want to be. And so I sent them a tweet. No, yeah, a DM. Because um, they followed me from five years ago when I entered the competition. Yeah. And they followed me back. Um, Hold on, what competition was this? It was like a giveaway on oh, one of the crap. drive time shows. Yeah, and yeah. they followed me from it. And so I was able to DM them because they followed me for like five years. So I sent them a DM and I said, hi, that's what I want to do. And they were like, yeah, send in a demo. And so I did. And then they never got back to me for like two weeks. So I was like, well, maybe that was just. <sighs> I don't know. And then they did get back to me one time. I had a friend ring me up and he said, um, basically, they are hiring yeah. for a drive time presenter and someone to manage their social media accounts. And I said, oh. And they were like, um, and I'm being told that they like you. So just to let you know, so that's up. what the situation is. So- I was like, oh, OK. And then they opened up the application process and I applied the professional way. And I went for an interview. And um, I was interviewed by my boss, who's a legend, yeah. gospel artist. He was just given awarded an OBE.
0: Mm-hmm. Shout out to Moira! Shout
1: out to Moira! You know what I mean? Um, and I just I did really well in the interview. I'm very good at job interviews. Oh, you want I to I hate remember? them, but oh. I'm really good at them. I oh. came like prepared. I looked through all of their social media oh. platforms. Oh, you like I me? Analyzed it. I made a PowerPoint presentation. Oh, shut, it shut it down! Shut it down! Shut it Was tower. like, oh gosh. And they when I, you know what I mean? I did I went in, I made like slides and I said, Well, this is what you do right now, but if I was here, ah, this is what I this is what you do right let now, know but what if you bring I bring the table. You know what I mean? That's hey. so I said these are my profiles and I built my profiles, I built my profiles I'm like wow. I just I let them know what I could do, basically. Yeah. And it felt good because I wasn't lying. You know, Inter- well, you know sometimes you go to job interviews and whoa, you're like, yeah, whoa, i can do all whoa, this stuff when you can't. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've never done that. Nah, um, I lie all the time. Nah, because
0: I tell you, listen, this is what I've done. I've done this, I've done that, I've got to answer for everything.
1: You know, but you see, I lie job <laughs> because I, I... I'll never be sure of myself in an interview because I've always thought, that's not a little bit above what I can actually do, but I'm just going to go in and blag it. Yeah. I've always done that, but with this one, I just knew I could do everything that they wanted me to do. They wanted someone to present. I said, I could do that. They wanted someone, been doing that. They wanted someone to manage their social medias and create content. I said, that's my life already. (laughs) Of course I could do that. So everything that they wanted, I just knew I I could do it. And so I got in there and yeah, I had this interview. It was quite hard because Moy was quite, um, (laughs) he's he's not a harsh person. He's quite blunt. Okay. And he would just ask you stuff. Straight. Straight, and he doesn't have like a lot of filter. No, he doesn't have a filter. <laughs> he has literally no filter. <laughs> <laughs> and so you would just ask you stuff, and I was like, oh, uh, yeah. And it's quite big as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's quite intimidating to like look at, and I was just there, like, okay, uh, yeah, hi. From, from <laughs> them Yeah. Like, <gasps> hi. Uh, but I got it in the end, um, and yeah, I started, and they're like, you're gonna, we're gonna put you on a probation. And I said, right, when? They said in three weeks. I said, right, well, I'm, I live in Birmingham. They said, okay. I said, right. What do I do? They were like, well, you're probably gonna have to move. But I said, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll do that then. So in like three weeks, I literally just moved. Um, three weeks. Yeah, I just said to my family, I said, when I'm moving to London, they said, what do you mean? I said, I'm going, bye, um, <laughs> I'm out. But it was good because for the whole last year, I wanted to move to London and I kept telling people, okay. I want to move to London, I want to move to London. And I kept saying it like the whole of the year. And at one point I was, I thought I was going to move in July for yeah. another radio job interview, but that fell through because they were like, we don't want to give you the job until you move. And I said, well, I can't move till you give me the, the job. job? Yeah, so yeah, it was like a catch 22 and they were like, well, bargain. and I was like, okay, so we're just stuck here. Really? We ain't gonna, that's it, really? like, I can't move until, yeah. So that fell through. but. And I was sad because I was like, I've spent this whole year telling people I'm going to move to London and I haven't. And last year wasn't a good year for me anyway. Mm. Um, it was quite a depressive year. I just weren't. You weren't
0: where you yeah,
1: were. Yeah, no. I just wasn't, last year just wasn't a happy year. Yeah. So got to the end of the year and I was like, well this year has been, a, it's been terrible already. And mm-hmm. then at the very, like, literally the last week of, last couple of weeks of December is when I got this job. And I was like, oh, okay, no, God really came through. Like, because, it's meant to happen. Yeah, and if I didn't get that job, then this year, how it's been, wow. I wouldn't have survived it. You don't think so? No, <laughs> not in the slightest. Like if I had had the depressive year last year and I'm to this year mm-hmm. and everything that's happening in this year, oof, I wouldn't have survived it. So I literally can, it's literally only God because I look and I think I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have survived it. Mm-hmm. There's no way that I would have because there's just been a lot happened this year. Personally, there's been a lot happened. Worldwide there's been a lot happen and is is yeah, is one of the ones where I just think God literally stepped in at the exact right time, mm-hmm. end of 2019, and said, okay, Cass, I'm going to put you in this place. And I've met so many amazing people mm-hmm. that have just like been there for me when I've needed them to be this year that I would never have met. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Moiwa, he's the most amazing boss on the planet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I say that with my chest. Like he Mm. just is i've met people in my workplace like that i've just been rocks when i've needed someone to be a rock Mm. they've been there and i just think boy if i didn't get this job i don't know what i don't know man because this year has been a madness Mm. so yeah Yeah. i don't know what your original question was but here we are i said (laughs) how did you get the job at premier gospel
0: Well, i said a tweet basically nah, uh nah. to wrap all that no what? but to be, to be fair it's good because you tell us about the process and then you tell us about what you'd already spoken and said Joe, listen end of 2019 I, moved to, 2019 I moved to london and all that year it didn't happen
1: didn't happen i was crushed so i was like okay so maybe because i just felt like i was meant to move i just felt it and i thought i'm meant to i want to be in london that's where i want to be and when it didn't happen i was like maybe that feeling was just i don't know like yeah, yeah, yeah. just because i just wanted to be here i just wanted to be here and i just thought if i'm here i don't know but just in, just I, don't being know. Here, I just, just be just being here yeah yeah i just wanted to be in london i wanted to just work here i wanted to be involved in the life and just yeah but it just it didn't literally didn't happen but the last month is when it, it happened and i was like that can only be god because this is the best workplace i could ever have been in like Mm. i'm very happy working here man and it is a nine to five but don't feel like a nine to five like i literally just go in i leave the days because i'm enjoying what i'm doing and it's for god it's like it feels like a breeze like it doesn't feel like work like when you're creating stuff for god i love everything to do with god Mm. i love when people talk about him i love i just love it all so for me it doesn't feel like a pressure i don't feel like oh I wake up to go to work, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean, I it's feel right. like oh yeah i waking up to go to work, yay, put on my shoes, feels <laughs> good, so yeah.
0: So when you got the job though, because I saw you tweet about this a couple of months ago, mm. you got some backlash. Yeah. What?
1: Yeah, so I got, got some backlash, yeah, because obviously what I do is comedy and there was a point in my comedy where I was start, maybe starting to go down a slight road, so I was telling people to Stop their mom and stop in my <laughs> Um Yeah, my boss um, actually brought that up in my interview. To be fair, oh, he was really? like, "So you do, you make videos telling people to stop their mom? How is that gonna run when you work at a Christian radio station?" I said, "Ah, it's not. <laughs> I can stop doing that. I said I can completely stop telling the people. I could just. I know People don't have to do that to their mom. It's it's fine. I will. It's cool. We could just wrap <laughs> 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 that up. Um, but yeah, I did get backlash." There was people that would obviously go on my page and they'd say I do comedy Mm. and they'd say I wasn't the most Christian person on the planet. And they'd be like, I remember someone sent a message to my boss and he was like, this Cassandra girl, why have you hired her? She's not a Christian, she's a comedian, blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. And my boss told me that he just replied and said, have you ever met her? You have never met her? So how can you? You can't just judge someone from what they are on the internet because that's not the full complete person. And yeah, but I understand it, it's not like it goes over my head and it's not like I don't get it. Coming in, looking at my page, you probably wouldn't think I was a Christian because I don't talk about my faith. No one knows how far it runs deep, like no one knows my life in the church, no one, do you know what I mean? Yeah. No one knows how long I've been in it, no one knows what I've been through, so people don't get that from just some girl that makes funny videos online, and I understand that. But then it's just the lesson to not judge a book by its social media cover. And yeah, you people, can't yeah. judge people based off what they are online. my mind.
0: Them people are dry anyway.
1: You know, and that's the thing, I think a lot of Christians, <laughs> some Christians, and one of the problems that I have with Christianity is that a lot of Christians are like boring. like we think that we have to be like these proper like prima proper Christians and like, do you know what I mean? And like you can't, can't laugh, life, you yeah. can't enjoy life. Like, I dry. posted the other day, <laughs> I posted the other day actually, um, I went out for my sister's birthday in Birmingham. I didn't even, it went out to be fair, I went out for food. Yeah, and yeah. I had like a cocktail, I don't drink, No, I, see we, I, I see had it. a fruit cocktail yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had my meal and I snapped it and some guy <laughs> replied and said, how are you going to hear from God if you seem really distracted? And I was like...
0: Remember that? He's dry as well. I
1: was baffled. I was like... "Here, I'm literally just celebrating our birthday. That was it. Like, I wasn't distracted.
0: Whoever you are, I love you, but you dry.
1: Now, we do love dry people. But you're dry. But you need to just get some Vaseline on your life. Simple things. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't... You. I think Jesus was really funny.
0: Jesus is one of the funniest people.
1: Because when you read... I was reading the other day...
0: No. I should read it already.
1: No, I'm not even... Jesus is actually a funny guy. Jokes. I was reading the other day Luke and his savagery is mad. Like, he would just walk into places, say something and then just dip and leave everyone like, what? Or people would say something and he'd turn around and say, you fool. And it's like... But don't like, he, like, he's like, like don't know? he was a funny, 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 funny guy. Funny, like, brother. he would just cost people... Like, I I can imagine back then they'd be like, this is Jesus, he's meant to be like this Jesus. But he was a very savage and I just found him really funny. And I think sometimes we miss that side of Christianity because we think that we're supposed to be this, uh, I don't even know. This prim and
0: proper, like everything needs to be perfect. X, Y, and Z. Yeah,
1: I mean that, and it's, I don't know how to properly put it into words, but just this thing where you can't enjoy stuff because it's secular or you can't enjoy stuff because it's not even that i don't even think that's the right way to phrase it but i just think a lot of christians don't don't enjoy yeah or like they just take everything too serious
0: yeah everything's got there's a deeper meaning behind. yeah like
1: sometimes the right sometimes sometimes life is just life
0: sometimes i just want to go bowling
1: a table is just a table you know what i mean it's not Oh, the table has four legs and that symbolises the four chapters and the four Gospels. It's just not that. Is it? it's, not it's really t- just not. It's not just t- a table. T- like, It just is what it is. And I think sometimes because we take everything so serious, we miss like life. And I'm not really like that. I think, okay, yeah, you take life seriously. You mm. take seriously what you're meant to take seriously, but you still enjoy your life. Like, You still can laugh and you still can talk about whatever you want. and mm. You still can talk about you know, stuff, you can still laugh, you can still go to a comedy show, you can still enjoy stuff, Mm. yeah.
0: So what's the biggest thing you've learned, not from being a presenter, because you're now moving into the role of the realm of comedian, you've been doing it for just over 12 months or not, if I'm correct, as stand-up comedian.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did your research, right? Wow, I feel like stalks, carry on. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, please. I have to
1: do <laughs> no i hear that good i like it. good
0: so obviously you've been doing it for just over 12 months and being a stand up comedian what's the one thing you've learned from that that you could potentially bring into your presenting and XYZ? and Z? from
1: being a stand up comedian
0: yeah yeah it's two different
1: yeah it's two different ball games man um i think stand up comedy cuz i'm still not re- i haven't done it a whole heap of times. Um I'm still learning the industry and Mm. I'm still learning myself is the most important thing. Myself on stage Mm. because you need to know who you are to be good at what you do.
0: This is what Steve was telling you. This is what Steve
1: was telling you. Yes. I was you Steve yeah, my man, my G Steve Steve, my guy.
0: Your guy Steve
1: My guy, you know, My guy, but now nah, it's like exactly what Steve was saying. You need to know your type of comedy. You need to know who your audience is. You just need to know these things. That's one thing that I've always kind of struggled with. Like who's my audience? Who am I talking to? I don't mm. know. I'm just being funny. But yeah. who what is my lane? I've never really mastered that online on stage, sorry. But the lesson for what I've learned from what I've done is probably um that no one cares as much as what you think that they care. Mm. So when you're on stage, sometimes you'll go out and you'll get proper, Well for me anyway, I'll get proper in my head about, I wonder if they're thinking this about me, or I wonder if they're thinking that, or I wonder if they're thinking just random stuff, and then that throws you off. Mm. But no one really cares as much as what you think that they do, or no one's, they do obviously analyse when you go out on stage, people do make a snap judgment, but You can't invest yourself into that because that snap judgment can change within a second if you do something to make it change within a second. Do you know what I mean? And that lesson kind of transfers with life. Like doing videos sometimes, I used to get really conscious to do videos in public, but no one cares as much as what you think that they're gonna care. Like you could be walking down the street talking into your camera and no one's actually gonna care. And you'd be like- They will look for a second and then they're gonna look away and go about their life. Like no one is going to care so if you just have to get out your own head and, do- and just do what you want to do and that's kind of it like mm. even online you post up a video and it's a bit dead you just take it down no one's gonna be like oh great we'll just you know what i mean no one cares as much as what you think that they're gonna care
0: so moving away from you writing your content creating stand up being a stand-up comedian presenting you've also got a skincare page mm-hmm. so explain that briefly explain that journey and to why you Wanted to open up about you know your journey in regards to skincare
1: um i mean yeah i mean when i started to do stuff online people kept commenting on my skin so i've always had x men yeah it's never been a thing to me i forget that i have it i've never felt like i was different yeah. ever it's never been a thing that i've been conscious about i've always just kind of lived my life it's been irritating a bit get yeah it. um And sometimes it gets really bad and you're just like, oh, I wish I didn't have this. But it's never been something that I felt mad conscious about. When I started to do videos online, people would point it out and they'd make comments that sometimes were quite rude. Sometimes they were quite funny. Sometimes people would just be mad ignorant. And I remember once I got a comment and it just irritated me and I was like, this is really annoying. Because Mm. people, I kept having to address it And people would DM me and say, oh, I'm so sorry, but like, what's wrong with your hands? Or I'm so sorry, but what is that? Or did you get burned or blah, blah, blah. And so Mm. I just thought, you know what? It coincided with the fact that in my personal life, I was trying to get rid of it anyway, because I was trying to do things like change my diet. Because I've never tried to get rid of it. It's always just been something that I've had. And I've never tried to like, I just had it. I didn't ever try to actively think, okay, how do I actually get rid of this? But when I moved to London, it got really bad. Like my hands got terrible, and there was one night I was in my room and I was just sat there and I was like, "This is." I was in pain. Like my hands were in pain. My ankles, my everything. I was just sitting there. And I was like, "I don't want this. I don't want this." Like mm-hmm. this is irritated me now. So that's when I started this journey of trying to get rid of it and working out where it comes from, mm-hmm. what actually causes eczema, why does it exist, why do I have it. And then um, yeah, like I said, so someone made a comment online, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna start a page, and just document what I do, more so for myself, mm. just to see my own journey. But then I kind of thought, yeah, if I open up the page to everyone else, maybe other people could relate to it. I could get hit like hints and tips from other yeah, people, yeah. and I did. Within like a day, it got like a thousand people on it, like, and I was shocked because I was like that's a thousand people that in literally a day, I had like 250 messages from like loads of people saying, thank you for starting this because Mm. I've never seen anyone with eczema the same as mine. I didn't see it as that deep because like I said, I've never really looked at it as that deep. It was just there. Just there. And I've got three sisters that have it as well. So for me, I've always grown up with people that I can look at theirs and I can talk to about it. But I had people that I've said, no one in my life has got eczema and I've always felt weird about it or they've said, I don't know how you're doing what you do online with your hands. Like I said, I don't really care. So for me, it's not a thing. Yeah. But for them, it's a massive deal. And I realised me just being who I am and being able to just put myself out there mm. helps other people because they're like, yeah, someone else has this. And all the messages that I've got and I've applied to every single one of these people and it took like a week, two weeks just to get through them all. And again, now I have like a nice community of people that are just there and they're proper supportive and when I don't post, they're like, Gas, are you good? Yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like mm. and they yeah, it's it's been a nice little page to start, man, and it's nice to just document what I'm doing. And even when I'm not posting, people are still there. And it's just been a nice uplifting thing. People yeah, people seem to like it. I like doing it.
0: Mm. So what's your plan for the next twelve months?
1: Twelve months.
0: Twelve months. Boy. Give me that give oh, me no. that start to finish, you get my joke. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know what, after this year, you just don't know, do you? Like, there could be a COVID-20 next year and it just throws everything yeah. out the window. <laughs> 12 months, though, I'd say, um, I mean, I've been saying this for like two years, but I do want to hit a certain number on Instagram. Jeez, uh, do you to yeah. s- speak it out? It will happen.
0: Shula, do you want to say what it is?
1: 100,000 people.
0: 100,000 follows. Yeah. Okay.
1: Minimum. Yeah. but yeah i mean i've been saying that for literally about two years but i do believe at some point like, it will happen, will it. yeah you just you just keep just going, keep until going. It happens. you can't, <laughs> not. Like, yeah, I can't yeah, be yeah. do this for the next five years and it just don't happen then i'll be like all right Kat, maybe maybe give up like i don't know but i'm giving myself another couple of years but i know it will happen i just have to keep doing what i'm doing and mm. be consistent which i haven't been for the past 10 months so um yeah that's one thing and then grow obviously the skincare page as well yeah because I just think, I don't know, it's more like a, a passion thing. Like, that's not even, that's not for my career, or I think no. it's just like a, yeah, it's like a passion. Like, my heart is like, yeah, like my, these are, I love my comedy and I love all of that. But when you've got people messaging you saying, wow, this has really just changed my life that mm-hmm. you put your hands out there like that, that affects you. You're like, oh, wow, mad. That's great. So, yeah, just finding that market of people. people. Um, what else? I've started to do short films, so I really want to do more of those.
0: Seeing you in the grey hair, I've yeah.
1: So I really want to do more, more short films. Um, I'm writing a second one now, so I want to get that done. And yeah, YouTube stuff. I think I want to master YouTube.
0: Jeez, go follow me on YouTube. What's the YouTube channel?
1: Candid Cast.
0: Candid Cast. Videos every what Wednesday and Sunday
1: is it? Nothing at the moment, but we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Put pressure on cash. Like, wh- I, like, I don't have know. A schedule, right? and there's videos like that. No, nah, I'm trying to upload like um, once a week. I'm trying to upload because I've got a comedy series coming out.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so that'll be once a week for the next two months. Oh see.
0: That's so one. it's
1: gonna be minimum once a week. Um, the max that I really want to do is like three. Okay. I feel like three videos a week. Yeah, yeah that's good. It's a lot, but I feel like I could do you it. You so. could do it. So, Yeah, go on. I got this. For yeah, go you. On. 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 Anyway.
0: So, last question. <laughs> what encouragement would you give to yourself with where you're at in life now?
1: Encouragement?
0: That you give to yourself with where you're at in life um, right now.
1: To not be distracted by external people slash situations. Mm. Did you want me to say more? I thought he was going to elaborate. No. <laughs> not-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for shooting this conversation.
1: No, OK. <let> me- <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, right. Um, just a little bit. Oh, wow, I get very distracted by external people and situations, as we just said. Um, yeah, I Perfect. feel like... A, <laughs> you're playing with my emotions. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how to handle the situation. I'm, uh, um, yeah, now, yeah, I get very... I've always got very distracted with external people and situations. Yeah. Like um, yeah, I allow people to affect. How I feel and then how I feel has always affected my work rate. Mm. Or I get in my own head about what I think is possible, which is silly because anything is possible, you could do what you want. Um yeah, I just think not getting distracted by people. Um men, I wanna be alone. Like I wanna be alone for like at least the next year of my life. I just I think men are a distraction like they're a distraction and I just think all of that it pulls away from like what you're doing in your life and I just think all of that I just don't want it I just I just want to move forward with what I'm meant to do I mean if my husband pops up then I ain't gonna say no like if you're watching this I ain't gonna say no but (laughs) at the same time I will probably say no initially but (laughs) now, keep trying now Um, but yeah uh, just not get distracted i don't want to get distracted and i think even if i do see myself getting pulled a certain way i just have to keep focused and remember what my mission is like i've had certain prophecies i've had god tell me certain things Mm. and i just know what i know and i know that right now he's saying this is what you have to do do this focus on what you're meant to focus on focus on me like why are you focusing on that over there or that person or this person or that friend none of that matters just focus on what you're meant to focus on keep pushing forward and i promise i'll take you to where you need to get to and i haven't done that ever Mm. i've always had people distract me i've always been in relationships that have just pulled my energy i've always always done that for the past however many years so it's like now i just feel free of like stuff and i'm like okay i need to just focus on what i need to focus on and i'm yeah so i think yeah that's it
0: so once you focus, you're going to soar.
1: Once you focus, that's what it is. though, was the Bible says that seek ye first the kingdom of God, and you add. do you know what I mean? And I've never, I've never really done that. Ooh, do you know what I mean? I've yeah, never yeah. just went for God and that's it. Like I've always had other things that are just in the way or I've had obstacles or I've had emotions just affect. But I know that as soon as like you start to focus on what you're meant to focus on, God will bring the clarity because he has already. Like he has, and I look and I think, yeah, like yeah, I have more clarity. So it's just continuing on that path of focus and clarity and all that. i start moving my hands. Looks a bit weird.
0: Cassandra, thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: I appreciate it. T- t- again. Yeah. Whoa. Couple, I appreciate a couple it of too. words just
0: got mixed up in there. <laughs>
1: Jeez! I'm hungry, man. <laughs> you have Sorry. Said he only gave me fake wine bombs. Like, how was that meant to sustain a growing woman?
0: This has been conversation with H. With Cassandra. Oh wow! <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> this has been conversation <laughs> with H with Cassandra. Maria, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Comment say subscribe button. But my mom told me to tell you that. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs>